A River to Cross, A Story of Life, Chapter 33, The Process of Sobriety. Quote, Do not look at wine when it is red, when it sparkles in the cup and goes down smoothly. In the end, it bites like a serpent and stings like an adder. Your eyes will see strange things and your heart utter perverse things. You will be like one who lies down in the midst of the sea, like one who lies on top of a mast. They struck me, you will say, but I was not hurt. They beat me, but I did not feel it. When shall I awake? I must have another drink. Proverbs chapter 23 verses 31 through 35. August 7, 2008 was no different than a thousand drunken days before. Just another day of waking up around 4 a.m., lighting a cigarette and making a drink. The first two drinks were to steady and calm, just wake-up drinks, followed by a shower, a cleansing of yesterday's sin. This is not what I called it at the time, but it was a hope that somehow I could start over, a new life with a little soap and water. The truth is there isn't enough soap or water in all the world to cleanse away the death grip of alcohol. But in my fractured mind, it seemed like a cleansing that went deeper than the skin. With my cleansing done and a sufficient store of both vodka and cigarettes, I was ready to face the day. I poured my first real drink and prepared to head down to the river, my favorite place to enjoy early morning drinks by myself. Standing naked in the healing waters of the home of Chitta, where the flowing waters seemed to provide a rebirth, a kind of daily revival of my spirit. This was my morning routine, and today was going to be like the day before. The Bible says every good gift is from above, James chapter 1, verse 17. And on this day I received a wonderful gift from God as he spoke into my spirit and said, Your life is not going to end this way. My routine was broken. Today was not just another day. Instantly, I knew God had intervened and somehow I was going to pass from death to life. Oh, how I wanted out. No matter what anyone says at the level of their very soul, every alcoholic wants out. Yet, as clearly as I knew what I had just heard and that I was hearing from God, I also knew myself. In my strength, that would never happen. I was too far gone. The cumulative nature of my problems was too great. I couldn't live without the drink. I couldn't not drink without the smokes. I couldn't smoke without the drinks. I couldn't possibly face my finances without being vodka high. I couldn't be high without being drunk, and I could never face myself or life in general sober. So I thought, once again, like every morning of my life, I had to abandon my plan that formed each morning. Quote, I am not going to live like this another day, end quote. These plans never worked. This one wouldn't work either in my strength, but God, but God. He invaded the depths of my soul and made real what seemed only an unattainable dream to me. I couldn't, but God can, and God did. It's now almost 10 years since August 7th, 2008, 
And for reasons God alone can fully explain, this time it worked. It was my time because God made it my time. When I finished the first drink, which was in reality the third drink, I didn't head to the river. I started making phone calls to treatment centers where people could help me. They weren't too fired up because they remembered that I had done this back around Christmas a year or so before. I actually went that time but only stayed a short while and it only served to fuel the fire. So I drank more and more often and more consistently than ever before. People never believe a drunk when he or she says, I'm going to get sober. The drunk blows it and self-fulfills the prophecy of failure time after time after nauseating time i found a treatment center that would take me they would take me even if i continued to drink until i got there that sealed the deal for me then i began the process of lining up a ride finding someone who was willing to take me who was willing to help i found someone and she worked for me always be willing to help a drunk or an addict who actively wants to pursue sobriety I'm not saying we should throw away our life savings doing this, but we do need to be willing to help them at a level we are able. I was there for about 60 days. I was scheduled to be there 120 days or longer. I broke out, literally, in the middle of the night. None of that sounds encouraging, but I I had gotten what I needed. My head was clear. I had a deep love for being sober and a deeper dread of dying drunk. I was ready to get ready to face the real world. I attended Alcoholics Anonymous every day, 90 meetings in 90 days. Since then, I've been to countless meetings. I can find an AA meeting anywhere I go, no matter where in the world I am. And when I get there, people I have known all my life are there people just like me, people who have a desire and a love for living sober and a deep, deep dread of dying drunk. Alcoholics Anonymous is a great fellowship. With their great help, I learned to face life sober and in God's perfect timing to die sober. The process of sobriety is daily. For me, it is daily dying to myself and living for God. Now, I have not done this every one of the 3,464 days, but every day I didn't die to myself was a day I wasn't truly sober. No, I haven't drunk at all in that time period, but not drinking is not the only aspect of sobriety. Living sober includes dying to self every day. When I don't die to myself and live for God, I am, quote, drinking, end quote, in my mind. That is, living selfishly. The process of sobriety is to know that I am here on purpose, and my purpose is to love and serve God and to love and serve people. I cannot achieve my life purpose of living unless I first die to myself. I recognize and cling to the scriptural truth in this verse as I daily die to myself and live for God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20 
Jesus Christ, the way to God, is the only ultimate truth in the midst of life's lies and the life in the midst of a dying world. The problems of life don't pause or go away while you're seeking to learn to live sober. The challenges continue without let-up, and we have to learn to deal with them. A key, maybe the key, to living sober is to learn to have an honest conversation with yourself. Living the alcoholic life is living with constant lies to ourselves about what and how and why we are living the way we are. The road to sobriety is a road that requires honesty with ourselves and others. And we do that by talking to ourselves and always, always telling ourselves the truth, especially when it hurts. Quote, why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Psalm 42, verse 5. This particular scripture was opened up to me by Jim Cimbala of Brooklyn Tabernacle Church on a trip to New York City in May of 2013. He proposed that not only can we talk to ourselves, but rather we must talk to ourselves. He took his reference from Psalms 42 and 43 of the Bible. The process of talking to myself had long existed with me. It was this process that I believe God used to lead me to sobriety, for real and for life. We all are battling with thoughts, feelings, and seeds planted by others, seeds of all kinds. The question that must be asked, the issue that must be confronted is this. What do we do with all that stuff that is running rampant in our minds? The issues I struggle with didn't begin with me. The issues, issues I struggle with are as old as man and as fresh as today. The issue is not the issue. The issue is finding an answer to the stuff that runs constantly in our minds. That's what was going on with David. He couldn't figure out why he was having certain struggles. So he asked himself this question, Why are you downcast, O my soul? David was confronting the stuff running around in his head. God designed the Bible to provide us with truth, and one of those great truths is revealed in this simple question David asked himself multiple times. Why in the world do I feel like this? Why am I thinking the thoughts in my mind right now? David confronted his own thought processes with truth, with God. He followed the question he posed to himself with this truth, quote, put your hope in God for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God, end quote, Psalm 42, 5. The way to emerge from the lies that are our feelings, our wrong thoughts, and thoughts placed by others is to confront those lies with truth, with the ultimate truth, Jesus I had to confront the lies about my place in the world, the world's place in me, and the reality of daily life, and the lie that I could escape the reality of life with a substance. The truth is, God is real. God made me. God loves me. God has a plan for me. God's plan is to bless me in the way he knows is real and right and eternal. God will never leave me. God will never abandon me. 
God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. No matter what the world is saying to me or about me, no matter what I am thinking about myself or saying to myself, the reality is that God has made me to be in a relationship to him, and that is through Jesus and Jesus alone. If I am to survive, I have to talk to myself. I have to speak truth. I have to speak God's presence to myself. If I am to survive, I have to talk to myself. Getting sober is important. Staying sober is the difference between life and death, between hell on earth and living a decent life, regardless of the circumstances. To get sober, you have to be willing to face yourself and fight through the pain and the deep anxiety that don't want to let you believe you can live a moment without a drink. To stay sober, you have to deal with the fact that you can never drink again. The way you do that is by talking to yourself honestly, bluntly, and continually. The main word one has to speak is this. I can do this today. I can do this for an hour. I can do this for the moment I'm living in. That's all I have to do is stay sober in this very moment. Nothing more, but definitely nothing less. Quote, my soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. Psalm 62, 1, a conversation we must all have with ourselves is simply this. God put me here for a purpose. I need to find my purpose and live in it. Getting and staying high isn't God's purpose for my life.